This loneliness is killing me and I, I must confess, I still believe, still believe, give me a sign, hit me baby one more time. Wait, what, what did Basil say? <laughs> Yo, that was great. What did fucking podcast fifty nine? Oh fuck yeah! But he did it with the beat. That yeah. was hell good. Milk fucking podcast fifty nine. Yeah. Oh wow, Basil is gifted and talented. We music. in this shit, bro. This do, is why bro. we're the greatest. That's why we rap all the time, bro. Right, let's be it real. All goes to we're, the, we're the kings of podcasting. Music. All right, uh, give me a beat. Sex. Third thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual intercourse. Yo, milk fucking podcast fifty nine. <laughs> I'm calling out here trying to find the sixty nine. Okay, I want to sixty nine with the grind. So speaking of our sex, we went out Friday night. Yeah, and had a lot of sex. Basil said something that night, and as soon as he said it, he didn't see me. I turned around, pulled out my phone, and wrote it down. Oh yeah, Aaron. If this is about consent, I think we just end it here because right. Basil's had agree. some questionable moments in the past. No, I haven't. That's, <laughs> that's, cat. that's a whole lot of bullshit. Let me yeah. let me know if you remember this. Let's hear it. You said, "I am this close to hooking up with a guy." No, no. Hook- <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait, Wait, is that what you heard? Yeah. Bro, I- Bro. All right, let me tell you the full- Is that actually what you heard? That's that's Because it was right after you talked to the fucking ladyboys. No, no. So I literally told you, I'm this close to hooking you up with a guy. Oh, what? And then a gay guy- And then right after a gay guy looked at me, and then I hooked to try to hook him up with you. Don't you remember that? Was that the 6'5 guy? No, 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 no. The other guy. I don't know. I'm assuming so. Michael. Oh, I remember that. Dude, yeah, yeah stop trying to fucking hook me up with guys. <laughs> it's the most I'm, I'm this thing. close to hook okay. up with a guy. Oh, okay, let, okay. And that was your reaction. Your right. reaction was so fucking stone-faced. Okay, yeah. now, I, I wasn't there, so I guess it's my role to be the arbiter of truth. Yes. Let's weigh these up. Mm-hmm. It is very fun trying to hook Aaron up with guys. I do it myself. It's <laughs> one of the you. hobbies. Dude, I'm not gay. But, but, you, right, but you saying I'm this close to hooking up with a guy is probably the funniest quote anyone could say. <laughs> so I think I've got to side with okay. Aaron just for comedic purposes. Do you know why I heard it that way? <laughs> why? Because beforehand, so there were- He was in the bathroom sucking a penis. They, they like, were oh. either trannies or ladyboys. I couldn't tell. Um, Basil got very, very close to one of them. There were two of them. He- tried to get me with one of them while he was getting close to the fucking other one. Like he was getting so close. They were about to kiss. Like they were looking into each nah, other. The old, I can't be gay. Cause yeah. if I'm gay, you're gay. And then he told the other girl, oh yeah, he's shy. I keep talking to him. And then she started going, oh, I've heard you're shy. And like, <laughs> dude, I'm looking at the other guy there. That's like friends with us. I like, came and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is happening here? I don't want to talk to these trannies, but Basil's trying to get in. And I don't know whether to be a good friend and try like fucking wingman him. Or no. if I just leave him, leave him be and fucking <laughs> So Sounds like Thailand. Um, <laughs> Basil wants to go into this place. Do I be a good friend and come? <laughs> the funny thing was that I feel like the whole, oh, the, he's shy. That works for guys and it works for ladyboys. <laughs> Girls aren't going to be like, oh, he's shy. I'm going to hook up with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you get those guys who are so drop dead, like we, we've had, we've had boy who, uh, we had a mate. And he was always a good looking lad in high school and stuff like that, but he wasn't the most confident. And I feel like it would have worked on him because mm, there were girls like, yeah, two years above, two years below who all knew him and thought he was hot. I'm not surprised. To be fair, he can literally go out to a drinks with the with girls there, not say a word. Yeah. And then girls will be like grinding on his leg the whole time. <laughs> Both girls, girls. girls think he's negging them when he's just not interested. It's, it's happened <laughs> yeah. right in front of us. He, <laughs> what the hell? He showed me this message of this girl that was trying to get with him, who I later did you with when I was fucking in year 12. Yeah. Who was this person? The Wang. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, wang, yeah. Why do we need to hide, hide that? The Wang? Because like, there's only one Wang in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Wangs. You know what? You know, there are many Wangs. Anyway, it was a guy. So um, he was showing me text messages of her just like talking to him and she'd be like, oh, I had the greatest day today. Like, I, you know, we should totally hang out, have a picnic soon. It'd be so good. And he'd be like, cool. Full stop. No way. I remember yeah. seeing these messages. Yeah. He would say, cool. He'd be like, oh, she'd be like, I'm so horny. Like, you know, I feel like this pressure building up inside me. I just need to let it go. And he'd be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's it's, tough. It's so true. What the fuck? You know what I mean? That guy had real fuckboy potential. Yeah. yeah. He had real fuckboy potential. He, did. he could have turned into a bad person, but he didn't. No, but he, he, he pursued the right, he pursued the, the path of Christ. And now he's a good man with a uh, you know long term girl. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon that's why he's into relationships? What? Because he just like it's just like too much attention normally. No, no. I don't think. Yeah, you don't get too much attention. You're like, oh, I don't like this. I'm going to be in a relationship. I you think don't. it's just he's not a 
He's not you young. still, when you're Definitely. in a relationship, you don't stop getting attention if you're Joju. Yeah. It's a lot less though. I disagree. Surely. He's not going out. Oh, you, oh, you reckon he still goes out, gets a ton of attention, then goes home? No, well, I don't think he's looking for it. But like you look at when me, Baz, and uh, me, Baz, this guy, and another guy went out to a club or it was like a bar, whatever. And there were these two girls there and Baz and the other guy were trying mm-hmm. to fucking get him with them mm-hmm. real hard. Yeah. yeah. And me and uh, me and fucking Joju, shout out. He's the fuck boy in question, by the way. He's not a fuck boy. I know, I know. There's a potential, you know. <laughs> um, we were just like chilling, drinking and shit like that. And then when uh, our mate said, oh yeah, I'm in a relationship. The other girls essentially five minutes later said, oh, anyway, see you guys. And yeah. before that, yeah. they were definitely going to come out. Bro, they were, they were touching their like feet and their legs on his legs the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole fucking time. Were they, and we're, they were fit. Damn. And we were just- uh, One of them was fit. One okay. of them was fit. One and that was the one I was trying to talk to. They were tense. I can't remember the Baz other did one. the palm reading technique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which does not work apparently. <laughs> Bro, speaking of nightclubs, could you imagine explaining what a nightclub is to an alien? How fucking foreign is that? Like, it's, a, it's a dark room full of music and we're only in there to dance and fucking talk. And because there's so many people there, you tend to hook up. And imagine if you, you explained it um, not in an ideal world. So you explained what actually happened. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can, you can explain law by like saying, oh yeah, uh, you know, I'm a prosecutor, which means I go after, you know, bad people and criminals and I mm-hmm. put them away in jail. And it's like, okay, what are you actually doing in day-to-day life? It's like, well, you know, I go I go into work, I sign in, I fail to hit on my uh, secretary because it's not 1980 anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have to sit in a meeting for four hours. You know, I'm actually in the courtroom one day a year or whatever. If you tried to explain clubbing like that, it's like, all right, so me and seven other boys, no girls, because we don't have girlfriends. <laughs> we sit in a fucking house, we pregame by drinking cheap liquor. <laughs> And necking the grossest substances known to man. We get to the club, wait 45 minutes to get in. The bouncer looks at us like, do I decide to make these guys night or do I decide to kick them out? They let us in. We're in there. We're fucking set. We're going to have bitches all night long. We all stand in a circle dancing, singing Katy Perry, too nervous to go up to a girl. (laughs) Eventually someone does go up to a girl, gets rejected. That doesn't do good for the rest of our confidence. (laughs) One guy pulls, you know what I mean? By the end of the night, we all go home and we tell how sick it is, give out high fives and go plan for it next week. To be fair, bro, the the girls are only one part of it. Like this. (laughs) (laughs) If you were to describe it in reality, it's like every guy, most guys, are going to clubs because they're like, yo, I want to fuck bitches. And they all leave with a fucking half erection and go home to beat it off to softcore porn. Do, do most guys go in there to fuck bitches? I feel like that's like, because if you were going there just to have a good fun with your mates, you'd probably go to a bar because you can actually hear each other. No, but you can't dance in a bar. Yeah, but I don't think many guys are just strictly going to dance. Otherwise, they'd also go to hip hop dance a, a classes on the side. I, I love going yeah. to dance. It's a big, I, I yeah, agree with you it. in that I also love to dance. But like, if we're being real with ourselves, if we really love to dance, <laughs> we would just go to a hip hop dance class on Thursdays. It's so different, bro. That's that's like the difference between having a fucking, like just coincidentally eating a, I don't know, like eating sushi versus making sushi and planning to have it. One of them's a lot lamer than the other. I think making your own sushi is pretty cool. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. I like, didn't do like, it, but I think it's cool if thing. you do. I think it's cool, but I also think it looks like shit because most of the time I see people on TikTok bragging about their sushi. It looks fucking horrid. It looks so bad. It's one of those things that- sushi tastes good? Oh, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cause every time I've had it, it's always tasted like really bland. It's like, it's cause you know, they put so much shit in the rice. Like they put like vinegar and salt and yeah. sugar and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you have MSG. to buy special sushi rice. Oh, okay. That's the trick. You can't okay. just use standard, um, fucking, Using I don't know what type of rice. Using basmati rice. Yeah. A bit of salt in it. It doesn't do the trick, bro. Yeah. yeah it's nowhere yeah. near the same. <laughs> the other thing is that like, you know, when you're on, when you're doing these recipes, you've obviously got the recipe on your phone, right? Yep. Sometimes when you're using your phone, it's just, it just doesn't look, <laughs> it just doesn't look very good. It doesn't look stylish. It's really hard because you, you like, sometimes when you're looking at it, there's like, there's no flex here. There's no flex. Like how can there's I be no flexible flex. in my life? Sometimes the phone case isn't even biodegradable. Bro, that's ridiculous. Like, what are you going to do? Because think about all the turtles out there choking on phone cases. Yeah, you're only eating sushi if you're a fucking pro-environment guy, but then your phone case isn't even biodegradable. I mean, if we're being real about the eating sushi thing, the Japanese did a few fucking whaling events back in the day. You know <laughs> oh, I, mean? I don't know if that's too pro. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of phone cases, <laughs> what you could do is get a biodegradable phone case. From where? From our sponsor, poppy.co. No way. Yeah, yeah. So Poppy This, which is the name of the company, they create awesome phone cases. You support local artists and you can get biodegradable phone cases. Biodegradable? No that's way. crazy. Yeah, can you exactly. get custom images? Custom images by messaging Dorden. So could, could you get like a picture of a Japanese person on a, uh, a boat? Getting ready to spear fish? <laughs> Potentially. Really? We should make a hentai collab with them. That would be sick. I reckon that'd be fucking I think Aaron good. would love it. You know what? The, <laughs> you know what the best part of the deal, the what deal is? is? 
You get 20% off. No, wait, using how? There's not going to be like a link to, in this video or something yeah. like that. You just hit the link below. What? Yeah, bro. Are you simple? telling me that's uh, the entire time we've done this podcast, I thought you chucked that link in as like a shortened URL to take us to a fucking hentai page. No, no. I that's, thought probably this below. was that fucking YouTube you went to back in the day. <laughs> Are you telling me it's a phone case provider made in Australia? 100%, bro. Have, have you guys heard of that African culture that apparently you, like as a, as a welcome, you fuck their wife? What? Cap. Were you guys there that night? What I think, night? I think it was Ed that brought it up. When we were in fucking Africa? Oh, no, this was probably that thing I did with the Arab people. So, cause Michael that was there and he's African. He was like, Ed asked him like, is, this, is it true that there's an African tribe that like, you know, you come over, they make you food, you fuck their wife, you have a good time and that's it. What did, what did Michael say? He's like, yeah, it's true. There's a culture that does that in Africa. Bro, that's like with Arab culture where you walk up to a Saudi and you're like, hey, yo, I like that Rolex. I'm like, oh, yeah, how's it, bro? Yeah. yeah legit. <laughs> you know I, mean? legit. I wonder if you say, oh, I like your third wife. Will the Saudi give you the third wife? Well, apparently the whole concept of it, and he won't, but the whole concept of it is that sex for that culture is the same as, is, is like a need. It's like the same as food, drink, water. All oh, that really? Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you come over, you offer him some food, fair enough. You offer him some, some coffee, you know. My wife. Yeah, fuck my wife. I was about to say, like, <laughs> you would think that that would be a better culture to, like, prevent, you know, like, uh, sexual abuse, all that kind of uh, stuff. But it's not because you're saying have my wife. <laughs> the wife isn't saying, oh, he's good, come here. <laughs> I, okay, um, some part of me makes me think that it is consensual. So I, I uh, think that they're both. Is that it. the part that also believes that the next seven days are all going to be sunny and full of fucking hot bimbos wanting sex? Like, <laughs> Wait, could you, could you imagine how fucking foreign that culture is? I can imagine that. Yes. Would you do it? <laughs> well, this is the thing. Imagine if you went there with your girl and you're like, "All right, I may as well." But then they're like, "All right." So, do you know what's funny? Going to your place. Do you know what's funny? Even if you didn't, let's say like we all went on a trip. Let's say we had like six people. Yep. We all go on a trip to Africa. We run into one of these tribes and he's like, oh, come quickly, fuck my wife, right? But it is a consensual <laughs> thing. So she has to say yes, yep. you know, because we want to live in an ideal society. And hopefully this woman isn't getting forced into doing this shit, right? Yep. We go there. She picks five of us and says a six, sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, he, here's the thing he would if, never recover even if you didn't want to do it yeah. it would still be like well, what's wrong with me yeah, yeah, <laughs> why yeah, 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 for sure but well, how would it work do you reckon, do you reckon it would be gangbang situation no I think it'd probably drink. be like we're all waiting outside the tent waiting our time and then it's like next because like if it's in Mauritania we already know that there is a train there so why not there be two <laughs> where Aaron doesn't know the train in Mauritania. Mauritania there's a train that goes from the Sahara all the way down mm. to the next country Looks sick. And people use it to get across country. It's like a coal train and you can jump on it. It's like the most dangerous train on earth. Why is it dangerous? I don't think it's it the most stop. dangerous. It's the most uncomfortable or something like that. You're essentially staying in, you know, like those, you know, Thomas the Tank Engine, yes. like when it's cartoon and he's got the carriage, which has like the coal in the yep. back. Yep. Yep. Imagine if you emptied that and there was just that carriage. Oh, that sounds so shit. You're literally sitting on it for 12 hours, sitting on this metal carriage. You're probably getting all this soot from all the coal and shit, just like on yeah. your clothes. Probably yeah. get a good tan though. I don't um, imagine yeah, it's covered. Bro. So. Yeah, and you're in the Sahara. Yeah, so exactly. The thing I mean. is- The best type of sunlight. He did it, shout out Bull Minecraft. He's a fucking boy who was doing it, but he did it from like, they got in at night and then like rode and it goes 12 hours. So if you get in at, you know, eight, you're getting out at 8 a.m. But they saw the sunrise over the Sahara. And I'm not going to lie, when I was looking at it, I'm like, yo, I would, I, I hate, you guys know, I fucking hate like transportation that's uncomfortable. Yep. It makes me want a neck. I would do it just to be able to take the pictures of the fucking Sahara during like, the sunrise, you know. Really, what I mean? it looked amazing, bro. It's so fucking crazy that he traveled the coast without a car. Like he he yeah. was just hitchhiking. He, this this fucking six foot four guy from Europe. He's like forty five years old. Yeah, bold man. Just goes around UK, the most, yeah. yeah, goes around the most dangerous countries. He did this thing where he went to the most dangerous suburb in what was Bolivia. it Bolivia? Yeah, Bolivia. And he was South just America. walking around, and he, and everyone was saying like, "You're gonna die in Bolivia." So he's like, I'm going to go to the most dangerous suburb in Bolivia, wear a suit and tie and just walk in the street. Men must have a death wish. In a suit and tie, Did bro. anything happen? Nothing. No, nothing happened. Everyone was he telling saw, him you're going to die here. He like saw one guy, all, all the people at, in the, you had to, he had to catch a cable car to get to this place, yeah. right? Yeah. Like one of those ski lift things. Yeah. And um, all the people at the ground area were like, no, no, don't go there. You'll get fucking stabbed. And then when he went to the main place, it was, see, it was sweet. There was one guy, I remember he put his camera on like a box of milk crates or something like that to record himself. And he saw a guy coming and he's like, okay, let's quickly grab the camera again. Yeah. But that was like the closest thing he had to any trouble the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Mm. And he was yeah. there with a, uh, he was in the uh, African one with a chick. It was the creepiest thing. He gets a taxi driver. He's like, oh yeah, I want to go to this uh, train stop, right? The taxi driver drives him to the place in Mauritania, which is like in West Africa. And they see that, okay, the train's coming in like eight hours. And the taxi driver fool just said, oh, come back to my house. He takes him back. It's literally a, a cement block. Yeah, it's like, like a, a cement it's like a, box. It's like a brick. No, not even brick. It's like a stone made house. 
It's yeah, fucked. but the thing is, it's like a perfect square. It looks like a demountable that doesn't have yeah. the legs. Oh, shit. And they walk in and they're like, they walk in and he says hi to the wife. There's like no real lights or anything like that. Yeah. And then they walk into this like guest room, I guess. And it's just this empty fucking place. And they're just sitting there. And no, it's like- No furniture, no nothing. And you're just thinking like, I'm pretty sure the dude closes the door. I'm like, okay, well, am I getting held hat? Like, yeah. is he being a nice guy or You're am nice I guy. being held hostage or what? Yeah, yeah. And like at the time, the, he wasn't even entirely sure what was going on. You know what I mean? Like he's just in this concrete, what looks like a war bunker. And then, you know, eight hours later, he's like, oh yeah, I'll take you there now. Who did you say this was? Uh, Bald and Bankrupt. He's a YouTube YouTuber. Channel? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Right. He does really cool shit where it's like, he a lot of times doesn't want to do the standard like Western Europe. So he'll go a lot through Eastern Europe and Africa and South America. He did a sick thing once where with this the the chick, he's got a few guy, a few people who always come on his channel. Yep. And one of them is this fit chick. <laughs> and they found this little kitten in uh, Cuba. And they were like, well, we can't just leave him. They kind of saved him, like fed him and stuff. And they literally smuggled him from Cuba to like Germany. What the fuck? Yeah, they went through all these customs and shit. And he was filming the whole thing. And so they're essentially like hiding him in like a scarf. And like, you know, at one point, bald, uh, I guess, I think they call him bald or something like that. But bald yeah. had to put it down his pants, like to make sure he can get through the thing. And apparently the cat was like scratching at his balls. Oh or something God. Like that. So he's like, <laughs> oh shit. And like, it was cr- like, imagine you, hear, you have one meow and you're in legit trouble. You can't just sneak, like even, you're probably not going to get criminal charges, but the cat's going to get killed and you're going to get fucking screwed with a fine, maybe held in jail until it's all solved out. Yeah, like, I feel like there's easier ways to bring a cat overseas. No, <laughs> you can just legally bring your cat overseas. No, 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 no. Like you can bring, bring your dog overseas. No, you can't. It's yeah, very can. strict. No, but you can do it. No, but it it's- It costs a lot of money though. Johnny Depp got in mad trouble because he brought yeah. his dogs here. Fucking Amber Heard. It was Amber Heard's dogs. It's her oh, idea. there we go. But yeah, no, da- like especially animals like that, it's very, very strict about it. And a lot of times you just straight up can't do it. And I think there is also something where it's like animals from third world, they do have a lot more strictness as well. Cause there's for like sure, all these sure. like rabid dogs and shit running around. My sister was telling me to bring her greyhound from Sydney to France. It was gonna cost like, I think 16 grand. Fuck off. I mean, which which um dangerous countries would you guys have any interest in visiting? Morocco. Um, oh, America? I'm kidding. True, right? North I mean, America. Aaron, <laughs> no, we know Aaron. He wants to go see what the 17-year-olds are like. And look, Bro, what the there's fuck? A lot of, Bro, there's a so lot of school shit, shootings. Dude. It's pretty dangerous. The thing is, age of consent in America is usually 18. This is so, so it's actually, up. it's better to stay here. Just dude, to, fuck off. It's way better to stay here. Full disclosure, Aaron is not a pedophile. This is just a running joke. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> he, he worked with a few 18-year-olds and it's funner to say they were 17. Yeah. Bro, they're like fucking 22. <laughs> I know, but you, you described them as like being so... They are young, they were at uni. Yeah. (laughs) They're just different stage of life. Which countries did you go to? I think, I to be honest with you, it's, I don't have any country I'd be too, like I just wouldn't want to go to. Maybe Venezuela right now, because it's super fucked. Maybe- Somalia, fuck that shit, bro. I don't have any issue with Somalia. Is Somalia fucked right now? Bro, it is beyond fucked. Bro, but Captain Jack Sparrow, their fucking (laughs) prime minister is literally getting tied up in court, like- Wait, what? Captain Jack Sparrow, the president of fucking Somalia. Because he's a pirate? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Bro, dude, you. It's, it's so fucked up. And there's like, the government is all like held bribed and the fucking, the rebels are, it's not sure who's in power, the rebels or the government. And there's fucking hell strict, <clears throat> hell strict piracy laws, but then that doesn't fucking do shit. Like all of it is fucked. I just, I, I don't know, unless it's an active war zone or like it's super fucked. I like, people always talk about certain uh, like Morocco. It's yeah. like, People describe that as being a fucking relative, not obviously dangerous. Morocco is stable. Well, people say dangerous in terms of stable countries. Because yeah. obviously when you have like fighting for uh, control, you're in a whole separate category. Yeah. But because like there's people with knives, there's fucking, you know, you've got fundamentalists and shit like that who are looking to blow up a tourist People with guns, bro. Well, exactly. Yeah. But like that, I mean, that kind of shit, it's like, yeah, you're going to have some risk when you travel to third world countries. But I'd like, rather go to a, to, to a, a war zone than go to Somalia. Really? For sure. I'd rather go to Lebanon or Syria right now. That's crazy to me. I'd much Why rather go to Somalia. Because Somalia, you hear people get like taken hostage. Right. I haven't heard anyone take, getting taken hostage in, in Lebanon. Sure. And like, I mean, this is- we know what happens when the, the reporters were taken hostage. They <laughs> got their heads in, cut was, off and posted in, on the internet. That was in fucking Iraq. If Iraq you, is so okay, different, bro. If you go to Iraq and you get uh, held captive by you know the Taliban or what, whoever's in control there, um, and they're about to chop your head off. Can you yeah. please just shout out like, subscribe to Milk Bucket right before it happens <laughs> so at least we get some part afterwards. <laughs> For sure, bro. Cheers, Doc. Puppy this Doc guy. <laughs> 20% Buy the Milk, milk bucket. bucket collab. Could you imagine if we did that and then his store just exploded? <laughs> Everyone was like trying to show support to the fucking yeah. reporter and then they just bought pup cases. Yeah. <laughs> imagine if we got no views. <laughs> and they just got tons of sales. Uh, yeah, what do you like? Is safety a massive concern for you when you guys uh, think about which country you want to go to? Um, it 
it's not really the top of mind, I don't think. I yeah. have like set countries I want to go to. That's regardless of whether they're safety or not. I just want to go to those countries. I'm more scared of places like China than a lot of the more really? third world ones. Yeah, because just like the rules when it comes to like they, they, I was looking it up once and they have the ability to draw blood to see if you're on anything. And if you are, you can still get tried. It's not yeah. just like yeah. possession laws. Like, you know, in Australia, if you've taken anything, you're fine. Yeah. It's just if you sell it. There's no extradition in China as well. Exactly. And so, like, so it's Australia just- can't take you back. Yeah, like North Korea, I would be, I'd, to be honest with you, North Korea sounds kind of cool. I'd, go, like, to I'd go to North Korea. Yeah. For sure. yeah. But I would be more nervous in North Korea than I would in Mexico. Even though Mexico really? has way more murders. The thing is in North Korea, you shouldn't be worried because you're on a very strict guided tour with a fucking representative with you. Yeah. So if you have any questions, you can ask them. Hey, Baz, well, or just all three of us, really. How often do we strictly follow rules? Yeah. yeah. If they say you can't take a photo of this, would there be a chance that in your mind, you're like, take a yeah. photo? Bro, I'll there's be on a, Snapchat 24-7. So much. <laughs> Bro, there's a vlog of someone who breaks all the rules. I know. Yeah, and he I goes around. I think his name is Interpret Traveler. I could be wrong here, but he does like dangerous, dangerous travel uh, vlogs and documentaries. And he goes to, to North Korea and he goes on this guided tour and at like 2 a.m. he like looks out the window and there's no one there. Yeah. And he's not allowed to leave his room. So he goes out through the window. He's on a low floor. Goes out through the window. Goes into, you know, the really, really big skyscraper in North Korea? I don't. Uh, vaguely. In vaguely. Pyongyang. It's, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a massive skyscraper, but it's not fully built yet. So he goes inside there and then he like, oh, he sneaks his way inside and takes all these videos. And apparently it, like they pitched that it was almost finished. He goes inside and it's completely like raw. None of it is fucking really, built up. I'm curious who's building it in North Korea. Cause I don't think there's a big fucking construction labor, like a, a big labor. <laughs> um, the construction industry is over there. Yeah. Yeah, They've got the head office. Slaves and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard North Korea is so fucked because like they make the tourist center look good. But yeah. then the second you go like on a train, even slightly out, it's just all slums. And skiing there is incredible apparently. Really? Yeah, that's really? what people go for. People go for skiing in North Korea. How fucked is that? Like yeah, you're skiing with people who happen to want to go to North Korea. What a small subselect of the, of the human population. Especially because there's, I'm pretty sure really good skis places all around the world. Yeah. Right. Let's just go to Japan a few K yeah. south and you're sweet, you know? Bro, it's so much cheaper to go to the fucking Alps. Yeah. Like have the best in the world, like fucking yeah. the, the best skiing you've ever seen in the world. And it's probably you, like a bucket list thing. You know how like yeah. surfers, they want to surf all around the world. Yeah. They want to yeah, go everywhere. For sure. For sure. So that's a, the same. that's a curious caveat. Like, do you, when you're looking at a dangerous trip, are you looking at just the country and the economy and all that kind of shit? Or are you also looking about what you're trying to do? Because if you said, I'm going to go to Portugal, yep. which is relatively safe, like it's fine. It's a little bit poorer than the other parts in Europe. So you might get maybe held up for your wallet, but that's pretty standard. Most countries you go to in the world. Yeah. But if you're trying to surf that fucking pipeline in Portugal with the, you know, fucking 20 Nazare. feet waves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nazare, bro. That's like crazy. That, I would argue that's a way yeah. more dangerous journey than if you're going to fucking Mexico city to see uh, that fucking pyramid or whatever. Bro, like, Nazare is fucked because it's like you get, I think the waves even go up to 80 feet. And the, the biggest off. one that someone has surfed there is like 70 something. 80 feet. We're out here on our like fucking three to four foot waves. Bro, <laughs> Aaron and Bats were trying to make me scared feet. of fucking three foot wave. And Aaron was holding it up to his chest. I'm like, no, three foot is Dude, like your waist, mate. You, know you, you have no idea when you're laying yeah. flat down. Yeah. Bro, I've been boogie boarding before. What are you no, so I boogie boarded in Motorvale. So how old were you when you boogie boarded? Uh, maybe last time I was like 15. Do you agree that memories from 10 years ago can sometimes be a little bit better than, than memories from yesterday? Yeah, but when you showed the wave, like I've been to beaches that have fucking really rough surf. Yeah. And yeah. to be fair, like aren't you guys going to beaches that no, don't necessarily, you're not looking for the roughest surf. You're looking for surfable never waves, right? Surf. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Is rough surf for um, shortboarding? No, you never want rough. Right. Yeah. You want like power. And rough, yeah, rough will just go in different directions. Well, what I mean is like, it. I've been I've been in uh, surf when it's like super and you're getting like tossed around and shit. Yeah. Cause as a kid, I used to love that shit. I hated it when it was like, when we, I went to Shoal Bay with one of our mates from uh, primary school. Fucking oh, yeah. shout out the tort. And it's, it's this place in uh, New South Wales in Australia and it's just dead flat. Yeah. And I was so bored. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Flat Fair beaches enough. aren't it. Yeah, it's Bro, this, not a the scariest thing about Nazare, going back on that for a bit, it's not the fact that the waves are 80 feet. It's the fact that the water is five kilometers deep. <laughs> right on the shore. <laughs> so they've got these weird Wait, cracks how? and tunnels. No, okay. There's like all these okay. weird cracks and tunnels that go down to five kilometers. I was about to say. Which, yeah. is, <laughs> which is the reason why the wave can get so crazy. Because you can only have an 80 foot wave if it can go down 150, 200 meters. So the fact that it can break so easily and the swell is so strong, it's so fucking deep. That's how you have insane waves. I would love waves. to see that. I would and never surf like it, but the waves are massive, like a hundred meters from the shore, and then it just all goes down. And really? you're like, you've just never seen anything like it when you when you but watch. Wouldn't it. that be way, like? Wouldn't that be nicer than having 
like coral fucking. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't exist in coral. Oh, well, you got massive waves. Maybe not to that extent, but you get massive waves in Hawaii, right? Yeah, bro, pipeline. So pipeline is the big one where you have good waves. That goes down hundreds of meters. So you have these weird crevices and cracks and people die in them. Because if you if you go down with the wave, you can get stuck there and the water is just still pumping down. So you can't escape. So people die in those crevices. Pretty scary. Shit's fucking insane, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, how would you define a dangerous trip? Would it be based on the activity you're planning to do? Or would it be- It would still be based off the country for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. So if you're um, going to Nepal to do Everest, yeah, you wouldn't class that as a dangerous trip because Nepal's relatively fine aside from yeah, Everest. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Bro, doing Everest is so dangerous. Yeah, I'd, I'd only do base camp, which you know, is still dangerous. If I was to climb Everest, which I, I would I would only need, I would only do that after I climb maybe three or four out of the seven tallest mountains. Go Kosciuszko. Yeah, yeah. For, I mean, Kosciuszko is a bit of a bitch mountain. Like yeah. I've heard people still, do like, it's, it's local for us. Yeah, yeah. Apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a hike. Yeah, yeah. It's, apparently it's literally just a hike. Like, I have friends who are not into fitness at all, like just yeah. nurses who have just done it. Really? It's just on a whim. It's like the fucking hike they do in LA. Like yeah. people just do it on a whim, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the, the thing is with base camp is that I saw someone do, not base camp, sorry, climbing Everest. They brought uh, a KWM sign with them. KWM. Fuck off, King, the law firm. King Wood and Mallison. Yeah. That, yeah. Bro, that, it's, a, it's a law firm, a really big international law firm. Right. And um, yeah, they bought the, the fucking sticker of it and they brought it to, to the top of Everest. And now King Wood and Malson, KWM, the law firm, has got a, a flag. Up I wonder if they were Everest. sponsored by that company. Well, that's what I was about to say. Imagine if you got your company to pay for the whole thing. That'd be kind <laughs> of sick, you know? There's no way that they're paying anything. Like paying $70,000 for a fucking Everest trip, which is I think how much it costs. Yeah. That's a lot for a person, but having a sign in Everest for 70 grand is fuck all for a Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing is if they if they died at base camp with that holding that flag, it makes them look like the shittest lawfer. That's so true. Imagine the LinkedIn post. Yeah, yeah, it'd be so good. That's where I saw it. It was fucking viral. That's so good. Could you imagine saying that, oh yeah, one of our partners has been up to fucking and put a flag of us. That'd be so sick. Would you do, which would interest you more, the seven tallest mountains or the the seven, like the tallest mountains on each of the seven continents? Um, Cause like I, K2, I have, which is the second highest mountain is like right next to Everest. I have more more um, interest in traveling the seven continents than I do yeah. So yeah. Like traveling, <laughs> climbing mountains. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, but if you look at Kosciuszko, like where do we even fall on the list? It's tiny. I don't even think we'd be tiny. top 10. Surely. We're not close enough to the equator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and our tectonic plates are too far away. So they're in the middle of the sea. Yeah, which is cooked because we're in the Great Dividing Range, which isn't even on a fucking tectonic plate. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like you get decent hikes in New Zealand because they're closer, but you don't, you get fuck all in Australia. Do you guys have any interest in climbing these mountains? I would do yeah, Everest bit. as like a bucket list item just because it is like, oh, sorry, base camp, Everest. The thing is I've climbed a mountain in, in Fiji, sorry, in Bali. Yeah. And yeah. it was, it had really nice views. We even did a sunrise hike. So we came, we were up cool. at 4 a.m. By the time we got to the top, it was like an amazing sunrise. And that was sick. But then I got food poisoning and then I had to go down. And then you I got food poisoning? Off. Yeah, you got, never told us you got food yeah, poisoning. Yeah, I got, so when we went there, um, you, you go to this little cafe first and they make your coffee and shit. And then they also gave us fried bananas. I was like, fuck yeah, all right? So they got like seven fried bananas in a, in a basket for seven us, seven us that was there. You know me, I'm always offering it to everyone else first. I have the last one. So technically I should have the lowest chance that I get the fucked one. It's like in Russian roulette, if you go last, like the odds of you fucking dying are, way lower than the people that go before you. Why, why is that for sharing food? Because they could have gotten it first. Yeah, I think it's still the exact it. same, isn't it? No, yeah. no, no, because they're all separately fried. Right. One of them was one of them was fucked because everyone see. else was fine. Okay. Seven bananas in a basket. I go last and I get the one that's fucking got, that's not cooked properly. And I remember tasting it. I was like, oh, this is a bit medium rare. The issue is because the water they have there isn't drinkable. Oh, yeah. shit. So they put the tap water in the dough and the batter. One, like that one was not cooked all the way. So how did you handle that trip down? Well, no, it was fine. So I went up to the top when, and then like I was like feeling like really sick and everyone was saying it was such a hard hike, but it was really fucking easy. Like from a fitness perspective, it was really easy. Yeah. But I was dying the whole way. And I was like, I'm sweating a lot more than I would usually sweat. I'm like drinking a lot more water than I'd usually drink. And then on the way down, I was just like fucking throwing up every fuck two minutes. And I drank some pre-workout beforehand and it was, it was, like, it was like pink. So I was expecting the throw up to be pink, but it was banana that came out. What, what about the other end? What do you mean? Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't get any di- diarrhea, thankfully. Are you sure it was yeah. food poisoning? When I, when I went back, like, the, like at the end of the day, yeah. then I got some diarrhea. Right, okay. But the diarrhea didn't happen until way later. Shit, that's so yeah. lucky. I got to throw, I threw up most of the banana, I think. Damn. So it was fine. But Are you sure you just didn't do a really intense hike and you fucking, <laughs> you, your fitness level wasn't there, so you're throwing up? No, because like, then I'd be throwing up the pink. 
I wouldn't be throwing up the like the pink is which what I've been drinking the whole day. I mean, I had you, the you, you throw up what's in your. They don't choose what you throw no, up, <laughs> bro. Your body is fucking smart, man. No, it picks exactly. It puts it under in a different place. Like what like it moves it away and expels it. It's fucked. Like the way your 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 brain and your body can organize it. What do you mean? Your 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 body will throw up what's causing the the problem. You just vomit everything. Uh, yeah, I, know, I think you're I think you're pulling this out of somewhere, bro. I'm telling you, I was based drinking a pink, I was drinking a pink pink drink. But based on what, where are you getting that thing from? Where they you like put it in a separate area. Where are they putting it? I'm not too sure where they put it. This sounds like you. This yeah. sounds like a basilism. Yeah. I don't. Th- uh, yeah, because I'm I'm fairly sure it, it throws up what's the problem. Doesn't no, but it can't, it can't determine that. Yeah, it, yeah, it can. No, it can't. What do you yeah. mean? Guys, we don't have a scientist here. Yeah. We're not gonna be able to know. We should get a scientist on and tell us if the body puts it in a separate place. <laughs> There's a little pocket that it moves a banana. There's a little compartment. Throw up compartment. Save How funny is it that if Baz had less inquisitive mates, there would be a bunch of people who are now telling people, yeah, don't you know, your body puts it in the little pocket and then it waits until it can throw up and it just throws that part. Because it did it with a banana. Like, why did it throw up? <laughs> why did it, why did it, uh, why did it oh throw up the gosh. banana and not oh. anything else that I've eaten? Please, if we have a gastroologist or whatever, Please fucking email the show. We'll have you on. To, I just want to hear. Maybe they do have a pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a pocket, the stomach has a pocket. A little compartment. You're so confident about this. <laughs> I know. You know, so you know how there's a little drawer? You just put yeah. it, it in the drawer. <laughs> Boys. Yep. I want to know something, right? What do you think of when you hear the word hero? Like superhero. Superhero? Oh, like a guy who's like more than a hero. Yeah. He's, a, he's got the fundamental basics of a hero. He's saving situations, <laughs> but he's doing it with supernatural abilities. But so like, what are the characteristics of a superhero? If you were trying to label someone, like it, what are common traits? Well, definitely like the, uh, some kind of power. power. It doesn't even have to be a power because I would, yeah. say, I would say Iron Man and Batman are heroes, superheroes, because they go way beyond what a normal human can do. Yeah, right, normal, so, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. I would put I in a way like people like Shaq and LeBron who can have got like, crazy verticals, maybe not Shaq, but- People like LeBron, you could put him like if he was fighting crime. I think you might be able to put him as a superhero if he if he met his full potential. I don't know. So like using powers for good, yeah, that usually falls into the category, yep. right? Yep. No, because a villain can be a superhero. No, he super can't. Villain. Super villain. That's, a, that's why he's called a villain. Yeah, super, yeah, yeah. super villain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so like, would it like strength, intelligence, like these sure. kind of things fall into it? Sure. sure. I've got another one that is rarely touched on yeah. when people look at defining heroes: hitting women. Whoa. Because Batman's hitting fucking Batgirl, Superman's fighting Supergirl and all the other bitches. Like there's always, for some reason, hitting women is a no-no in society. And when we watch a superhero movie, there's always some dude beating the fuck out of a woman. And I'm just like, is there a mixed signal here? Because this is meant to be the best of society. The guy who puts his own greed aside in order to like- When, When does Batman hit a woman? When he fights Catwoman, when he fights Poison Ivy. Very interesting. Okay, but the whole idea there is that like the women are supposed to be badasses too. And, and I don't feel, Still, I feel like usually- If not, you walked up to Ronda Rousey, who was a UFC champion and you just socked her in the face, <laughs> I feel fight. like society would be like, that's a bit shit. Bro, if I beat Ronda Rousey in a fight, I think people are impressed with me. <laughs> uh, would you put it on your LinkedIn? Straight up. Would you oh, have right. a photo of you put your foot on her head going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with that law firm's flag. <laughs> KWM represent. No, I don't think that, okay, firstly, when you're when they're saying don't hit a woman, they're saying don't hit a woman who hasn't hit you first, like a woman that hasn't fucking brought it upon herself. If oh, a, you mean like don't hit a woman you. unless she like you know served cold food, right? If she's trying to kill you, I feel like you have all your rights to fucking defend I yourself. I agree. I agree. I I get what you're saying. I feel like society doesn't agree a lot of times. Like a lot of times, people are like saying, "Yeah, but why'd you have to punch her? Why like why couldn't you just like uh, you know." Sackwack? Like tackle her to the ground or like hold her, like hold her arms in place. Like, you know, when you always see like women going crazy on a night out and they just feel like smacking their boyfriend, like yeah. hitting him with a purse. We've like seen it first if hand, he though. turned around and just fucking dung, right? Like right hand to the chin. I don't think society's like, ah, yeah, fair enough. Okay. No, but I agree. Even if it was two men, like, I feel like if someone's fucking with you and like giving you weak punches and then you give him a fucking straighty right to the face and knock him yeah. out, like that's not fair. <laughs> no, I think, I think you got to be cognizant that it should be equal. I'm not going to lie. If a guy was doing that to me, yeah, it'd be lights out. Would you guys ever date one of those girls that are like nah. that? Where they nah, just nah, like nah, fucking nah. start hitting you when they get drunk and shit? Nah. The sex okay. would have to Never, be yeah. like on a different world in order for that to be fine with me. They would, they would need to be going to therapy. <laughs> yeah, they would, yeah. Like, I would, that would be like, okay, you need to go to therapy <laughs> weekly yeah. and put some processes in place. Like stop drinking. Like if you're an angry controls. drunk, yeah, if you're an angry drunk, you shouldn't be getting drunk very often. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. should, it should be saved for very, very rare occasions where you're the one being celebrated. Do you think that there are people that when they drink, they're the same every time though? Cause I feel like it's just an emphasis of whatever you're feeling. Ah, uh, so if you're angry beforehand, yep. then you would have, 
No, nah, because some people just don't ever, like us three, I feel like we'd never get angry when we're drunk. I've gotten very angry when drunk at really? you. <laughs> what? We, every time we've almost fought has been when I'm drunk. <laughs> I it? feel like- I think so. But I think it's different in the, like the way I like to think about drinking is it's kind of like it releases inhibitions, yeah. right? But it kind of shows like how you would be in a normal situation if society wasn't putting pressure. It's like, you're not trying to fight everyone when you're drunk. No. It's only yeah. when Baz pushes you a lot. You it's know it's I mean? only Baz I want to fight when I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like, I, that's why I feel like when people get super jealous and super like angry and shit like that, I yeah. feel like a lot of times they're just holding their shit in. And then when the alcohol comes in, their brain isn't there to check them. Like, yeah, yo, we're not meant to do this. So Aaron, have you wanted to always fight me before? <laughs> <laughs> and then the alcohol just took I it just out. Fucking <laughs> no, no, no. You're okay sometimes. I think we've touched on this before, <laughs> boys. I'm making a quick pivot here. But it, Mother Day, Mother's Day is coming around. So it made me remember all the shit gifts I used to get. But as in by get, I mean get for someone else. Okay. What is the shittest gift that you've ever given someone? Oh, shit. Like for Mother's Day? For Mother's Day, for a birthday, for anything. Are we saying shit at our age or like if you gave them like a handwritten card when you're five, is that no, like that's a, a really good gift? Okay, yeah. really good I, gift. I know mine. So I think for like five years straight, I got my dad like a t- new tie. He's never worn a tie in his fucking life. Oh, <laughs> for like Father's Day, cause I don't know what he's into. <laughs> I just get him a staple. Yeah, I feel like I've fallen into that trap with fathers. I feel like fathers get the fucking, they the get the bad end of the stick. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think me and my siblings have got him like a polo shirt. Yeah. Like, a, like <laughs> yeah. the same like, you know, pinky purple polo shirt every year. <laughs> <laughs> Once my dad rejected a, a Father's Day present. For Shut us. up. Really? Yeah, he rejected it. <laughs> He's like, yeah. no. I just remembered Try it Try again. <laughs> he, we got him a Blu-ray player. And then he was just like, this is not a present for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. he, the thing is my dad doesn't watch TV. He never yeah. watched it. He's like, I don't know why you bought me a fucking Blu-ray. Player. I'm not gonna lie. Even if he did, that like try a bit harder to hide it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but he, he was literally just like, like, no, I'm, I'm not accepting this. What did wow. you guys do? We just bought him a different gift and we kept the Blu-ray player. <laughs> <laughs> but you bought him your, like he paid for it. <laughs> no, no, we bought it. Oh, you Wait, how old are you at this time? Like, I think maybe 13, I was probably 12, 13. Fuck off, so, you didn't so have you money. Have and money. I'm the youngest. So like maybe I put in 30 bucks and then the rest- How did you have 30 yeah. bucks at 12? Uh, like birthdays. Shit, I wasn't getting I got cash at that age. So for his money, yeah. Yeah, I, huh? I wasn't getting cash for, from gifts at that age. What? Yeah, yeah. Everyone kind of was anti-giving money for me. Sheesh. It's kind of annoying. That That's fucking sucks. Yeah. The, the thing that I used to get people that I had the massive rep for, because I was the youngest, I had the least money. So I'd always get a three pack of Ferrero Rocher. Uh, <laughs> could you imagine it's your 15th birthday? Your little brother gives you a three pack of Ferrero Rocher. Really? That's like $9 or some shit, right? No, it's $2. It's, it's, it's $2. So, it's so cheap. Oh my it God. Is so, it goes on sale for $1. You're kidding. Yeah, like now, today. <laughs> So I think the full price of it was $2.50. That's amazing. And I, and I would get them that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a pretty shit like, for my mom. <laughs> for my mom, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> Every time I see it, bro, it still gives me good memories. Whenever I see that three pack of Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, all the memes. Have you guys received a shit present before where you're like, I don't know about this one? Uh, like you're, you're grateful for it, but you're like, hey, mate. Like, I always felt the worst about that shit because I was always like, I think I was raised with that shit where it's like, no matter how shit the present is, you always like make the person feel all right yeah. about it. You know have, what I mean? Have you ever received a gift that made you think that it's not just the thought that counts? Yeah. <laughs> <I've> been, <laughs> yeah, I think I have. But I've received that so many fucking times. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm really grateful, but come on. Bro. I always feel guilty when I have those thoughts though. Cause I think I was yeah. raised with that like, no, you just accept what you're given and you don't fucking make complaints. And so what I feel like, oh, for fuck's sake. This is, so I only started drinking when I was 18. And before I turned 18, I received so many gifts about alcohol. And I'm like, bro, like I don't, like you know I don't drink. Did you like, really? Yeah, Wait, from at who? least a couple of times. Like just from mates from high school or mates That's from- That's so like, funny. Like yeah. people would just give me like a, like a six pack of beer thing and like it's the sickest thing ever. That's I mean, pretty cool. That would be the bro. sickest uh, sickest present as well for like most kids. Yeah, and that's I was like, oh, that's so sick. Thanks heaps. And then just give it to my mates. I just, I just like not, not drink it. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. I once got this $300 bottle of um, Cognac. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I you, should remember the, you should remember the cognac. I that was when you were drinking cognac. though. That was when I was drinking. Wait, yeah. when yeah. did we drink this cognac? North so Sydney. The story of the cognac is that my mate James, not this James, but a different one. He was, um, he dropped out of uni because he got an, in, an injury. So he didn't want to continue uni. And then he decided to get a job and his job, like the job market was pretty shit. So he worked at the Novotel as like a hospitality staff. Mm-hmm. Didn't really do much. And then he was like, all right, I've, I've, you know, I've got some experience here. I'm going to apply for a manager role at like the Hilton. So he found this really nice Hilton. It paid like 90K. It was a really good fucking job. 
and he needed a really good reference from it. So he put his manager down. He's like, he put like a manager name, Basil, and put my number there. And when we were out on a road trip, me, him, and a couple of friends, I got the call. I gave him the best fucking reference. I could oh, they, I remember they asked like, oh, so would you hire him again? I was like, mate, I've called him six times. Try to bring him back. He won't accept the job with us. <laughs> I would hire him in, a, in an instant. That's and then crazy. they called him that same road trip. And they're like, you've got the job. No way. So for six months, he worked as the worst fucking Hilton manager <laughs> that Hilton had ever had. And he got fired after that. <laughs> Apparently he just didn't do anything. He was just flirting with like the fucking waitresses and like the, <laughs> and the receptionist. That's the whole amazing. Time. Oh my gosh, that's so hilarious. But I don't remember this alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So, so as, a, as a present, he gave me a $300 bottle of cognac. And it was like the worst tasting thing you've we ever We hated tried. it. We made it as like the dare. It's like you, you, if you don't do something, you have to drink a shot of the yeah. cognac. Oh shit. This is like North Sydney days. I remember. I can't remember this. I oh, remember damn. Joju, who was the one, like the one who was more interested in whiskey and like, you know, kind of gross yeah, drinks. Yeah. He fucking loved it. That yeah. would be why I don't remember. He, I fucking hated that shit. He was sipping yeah. it and like turning it around and like drinking it. Right. <laughs> Dude, his roadies used to be a water bottle full of straight whiskey. Yeah. Oh. No, it wasn't straight whiskey. It was like whiskey and bourbon yeah. and like a mixture of three brown liquors just all mixed together because he only had like a little bit of each. Yeah, yeah. And we'd be like, mate, that's the most revolting thing I've ever oh, seen. I'm gagging. He put no mixes it. in there? No, no, there was no mixer. The mixer was the mixer for the whiskey was bourbon. Oh, we, me and Aaron did shots of whiskey the other day. Oh yeah, that, that shit was, was not fun, man. <laughs> terrible. I, see, I feel like he would have gotten the worst hangovers from that. Because yeah. brown drinks, especially like brown liquors, are the worst things for hangovers. I feel like it's worse as well because a lot of times, like unless you're getting bourbon and coke, that's maybe a bit better. But if you're drinking straight whiskey and shit, you you might only have six drinks, but each drink has like no water in it. Which means like mm. you're so dehydrated afterwards. Yeah, no, exactly. Have you ever done a sake bomb before? Yeah, of course. Oh, have you? Like with the chopsticks and shit. Wait, okay, no. What are you talking about? So yeah, so we were doing this thing with um, some of Aaron's mates where they do like sake bombs. So they have a cup of sake and they'll put a shot of Red Bull on top. They'll sit it on top and then you like on top of two chopsticks. So then you smash the table and that separates it, drops the drops the um, the sake inside it and then you do, you do the shot. Hmm. It's kind of like Titanic. So it's a big cup of Red Bull and then a small shot glass of sake. Yeah, no, I've done like the car bombs and shit like that, which is the same thing with yeah. like different liquors. That seems like such a, I mean, it sounds fun and shit, but it seems like such an ineffective drink. Sake is such- Oh, but a, everyone's doing it sitting around in a circle. It's no, it, it, it sounds fun. Drink. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. yeah, because sake is like half shot. If like, they replaced it with Jaeger, that would oh, be more, yeah, that would be yeah, a party. Yeah. Right there. That would be cool. When was the last time we did Jaeger? Probably Mine when was I was 18. I was so long ago. Mine was probably at your North Sydney place. Bro, me too. I, I remember how much I fucking love Jaeger. I did too. I Pe always liked it. People always said that it was gross and it was always so much. It was a bit more expensive, but you could get it in one liter form. It's because a lot of people don't like licorice. Yeah. Ah, uh, I fucking love licorice. Same. So yeah, so uh, like yeah. It. <laughs> I loved it at first and then I got quickly tight because I was going out so much yeah. and Jaeger bombs were like very commonly one of the things I would drink. Yeah. And it yeah. was just like, ugh, after a while. Because, you know, you start drinking it straight because you're like, oh, this mixed drink isn't fucking... Uh, alcoholic enough and I was mm, like mm, I see to be I'm honest good. most shots I can't really handle anymore I find there mm. are very few like I can do fireball I could probably do I can do soju but like besides like those two I don't know if there's much I can do mm. I think I can do most things aside from uh, vodka I can't do anymore yeah vodka is the final shot it's still yeah. the OG shot though no it's not yeah I feel like it is like tequila Ow. maybe Tequila is the OG shot. It literally has tequila. I don't get how you would say vodka is the funnest shot. You it's don't even have any it's accessories. Tequila is definitely the funnest shot because you got the lime, the salt. Like it's an it's a fucking proper yeah, process yeah. to go through. Like yeah. that shit's fucking and that's, vibe. And that's like a traditional drink as well. Like yeah, people yeah. will have the lime and the salt and they'll drink that in Mexico. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we literally did it. when we're in Melbourne. I don't know if we spoke about it on the potty, but we did like a shot of fucking Don. Um, which is like an expensive bottle of liquor. And we, uh, one of our mates has a Mexican girlfriend. She was full telling us like the proper way of doing it. Like yeah. you Not have to- lie, I couldn't sip that I shit. hated it. I would take a bottle of Ho Jose Cavero, fucking cheap ass white girl tequila and I'll drink the shit out of that. Sipping tequila was like the hardest thing ever. And I had, yeah. I put on like a straight face because I wanted to be polite, but I could not handle that shit. I, really? I, I remember I drank, I think like two other people's tequilas. That's so funny. Yeah, it was a fucking tough one, that one. Yesterday I was at, uh, I was at an Italian joint and we're sitting outside in the, like on the street, essentially on the street yeah. seatings. And this guy just walks up to me and he's like, oh mate, do you mind if I pour you a, uh, pour you a glass? You said that, do you mind if I would pour you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just some random guy walking down the street and he pulled out this bottle of red wine and he was like trying to undo it for ages. It took like so long. I was, I was like, my first reaction was like, yeah, fuck it, go for it. 
because yeah. we had like wine on the table and he finally gets the top of it off but realizes it's got one of those corks that's like embedded inside <laughs> the wine <laughs> so uh, he's like ah fuck don't worry about it and i'm like ah all good mate have a good one and he wanted me to try it because it was like a hundred dollar bottle of red and his mates had forced him to buy it and he wanted to see if it was good or not <laughs> and he just walks into i didn't realize he walked inside the restaurant asked uh, one of the people if they had a bottle opener. Literally five minutes later, he comes open, uh, comes over, the cork's out. And he's like, here you go, lad, let me give you some. Oh, <laughs> Just wow. pours me a glass. And he's all like, is it good? Like, what do you do? And I'm like, bro, I'm not a wine connoisseur. But was it nice? It was good. I, I don't like red wine very much. Uh, the thing is, I realized that it was all right because I didn't go, oh, that's gross. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I sit there and I'm like, ah, oh, that's all right. Yeah. Oh, I'll fucking drink that shit. Yeah. yeah so, so he just topped you up. Yeah. Oh, no, and you had an empty wine glass, you just filled it Yeah, up. I was drinking fucking Moscato, and now I've got red, fuck it. You went from fuck Moscato yeah, to yeah. red. Holy <laughs> shit, that would be a hard transition. Is Moscato the sweet one? Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a dessert, dessert wine. But it is red as well, right? No, no, no it's, oh, it's, it's white. White, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. It's really good. Which one's the red one that's sweet? I haven't had that. I don't know, maybe a rosé, like oh, the pink one. Oh, the pink one, yes. yeah. But they're not even the sweet. Like Moscato is like literally proper sweet. It's like passion pop. Yeah. Is, is rosé, is it less alcohol than other, other alcohols, other wines? I'm I not think, sure. I think so. I think it's similar to um, Moscato, how it's less, yeah. it's a less alcohol percentage. So would I you have rosé with food? I'm sure there's like a, a purpose. Like I think red is meant to be with dark meats, right? Like red meats. But red meats, yeah. Yeah. And like maybe whites with fish, but I don't know. Like they're full of all these pairings that are meant to make it so much better. I really want to try out a good wine pairing. Same. Yeah, I've, me too. I've heard really good things where like you go to a nice restaurant and they'll have food and they'll tell you what a good wine pairing is with it. You know what's weird? Um, when we went to our mate's place on Friday, James, you weren't there. He doesn't have fucking wine glasses. So I was yeah. drinking wine out of a normal glass and it's the weirdest fucking feeling. Out of a feeling. cup, bro. Yeah, <laughs> out of a cup. Yeah, out of a cup. Can you believe that Ed doesn't have any fucking wine glasses? Yeah, dude, he's fucking he's, he's, he's got everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, so he's got everything. He and it. he's got like strict rules on how you pour glasses and shit like that of wine. Like, yeah. he, you know what I mean? That's, the, that's How the you even hold thing. the wine flute. Like, yeah. you, know that, you know that bottle of Don that we drank? That's not even the real Don. Was it not? That's not even the like the good one. That's oh, bro, like there's the, levels to the game for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, like so, like the really good one, which I've had one time. It comes in a really long, tall, and thin. Yeah, bottle. I know that bottle. Yeah. yeah, so that one is like the known one. It's Fifty-eight and, or something. Yeah, but I so I tried it. Uh, one of my mates who works at Amazon makes a shit ton of money. I think he's twenty-seven and he's on one eighty. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, he's some some manager there, and he we went to a to establishment with him, and he was shouting us all these fucking like crazy drinks that you would never buy yourself. Yeah, he was buying us like three of the most expensive done, and it's like that came out of that nice bottle. It's the smoothest thing you'll ever try. You'll, you'll do a shot of it and Buy you won't even- cool cap. <laughs> because you're doing a shot of it, brother. Yeah. yeah. You're not we even did, drinking it how it's meant to be drunk. We did, we did a shot of it and we were just like, holy fuck, like, that shit's beautiful. Yeah. It's still alcohol, don't get me wrong. How many shots have you done before that? Because <laughs> um, we had, a, we had yeah, a discussion about this before and I had, uh, I had some thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's shit to, like, you, can't, you don't know until you know, bro. That's the thing. Like, it's, it's one of those things- <laughs> Don't know just, until you try it. Yeah, you don't know until you try it. Okay. Let's do some Don boys. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Guys, so I saw a study on Tinder. I know none of you are on the apps. I am. I'm considering fucking deleting the app now. Wait, really? Yeah. So apparently 95% of male profiles get swiped left on. Yeah, yeah I can see that. How sure. fucked is that when the reverse is apparently like 55% of girls get swiped Because guys don't on. look at profiles. They just go yes to all of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What the like, fuck is the point? If the, you're playing a numbers game, there's no point being on the apps. <laughs> yeah. It's, and the thing I've heard is that apparently when guys are swiping no, it's the same amount of effort that when girls swipe no. Like yeah. it's, it's not like they just have one look and then they're gone. Yeah. And then when they when they swipe yes, they look for like two minutes. Like they look around, they go to the Instagram, they check it, like they're really stingy with their likes. Yeah. Damn. Girls would never run out of likes on it. Uh, Tinder. Yeah. Tinder. You know what I mean? If yeah. we're being real with it. Yeah, it, like it really doesn't make sense, does it? Because even once you get the like, that doesn't guarantee a date or anything <laughs> like that. You still have to open up with your fucking sentence and hope that she responds and shit. Like this, this, my problem with, with dating apps is that I find that the girls that you meet end up having a lot more like sort of mental health problems. They're a bit weirder. Like <laughs> like from the girls that I've met, like they've always been a little bit weird. Have versus you, like, how, girls at clubs. Yeah, uh, versus girls at clubs. If you meet them in a bar or a club or something like that, they tend to be more normal people, like more sociable, normal people. I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> What's your experience though? Well, here's the thing. I think every girl's looking for a bit of a, a little bit of a compliments here and there. And this just works in that way. So the same with um, going to a nightclub, you know? Yeah. You, you're hooking up, you're getting that self, self-love. self The validation. Yeah, the validation, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. You're getting that either way. So, so you reckon I, girls get that validation without having to hook up? Because they're getting so many like likes and so yeah. many- Yeah, it's same as Instagram, mm. dude. You know, like if people are liking your posts, do you guys think, I asked this before, but we didn't get a straight answer. Do you guys reckon it's a red flag if a girl posts too much? Uh, yeah, okay. a little bit. 
Yeah, you do? Uh, yeah. Why yeah, is that? Yeah. Well, it's not a red flag. I just don't like it. My ex posts a lot. Sheesh. And um, I, I just thought this was a bit unnecessary. But then um, again, I spam my story. So who am I to tell? Who am but I to stories tell? are different. Because stories is just like, oh, like this is a funny piece of content. Yeah. Post yeah. is kind of like, you know, I like this enough that I want everyone to see it. Yeah. But okay, are you saying it's a, it's a red flag from like, she's going to be trying to flirt with guys? No, no. I just what do you think mean? it's kind of annoying. It's a bit <laughs> right. annoying. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's a bit like, oh, fuck, like she's posting heaps. Why? <laughs> it like, makes no yeah. sense, but do, I'm with you. Do you guys reckon, do you guys reckon public profiles are red flag? Yes. Oi, talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. James is like, what? Why? <laughs> you guys are retarded, right? Yeah. No, I mean, um, I mean, it's uh, arguable. Do you guys think breathing air is red flag? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, what, is, what does this girl have? Like, the audacity to just be sitting here breathing air existing? No, because it's like, it's like, like, why does it need to be public? Like, if this is supposed Who to be- Who gives a fuck? Let the bitch do what she wants. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. She can't, apparently, because she's going to walk around with like, oh, red flag, she wore white in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Silly bitch. Don't you know that's springtime colors? Like, who gives a fuck? You guys are overanalyzing everything. It is very- Okay, okay fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I just think, like, who, whose attention are you trying to get? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? So you're, not, you're not thinking the deeper level. No, I just that's, do not give a, a fuck. Look, it's, it's, uh, I'm with you that you don't want to look at a deeper level. If John Bilby, the 45-year-old man from Kentucky with three kids and a wife he hates, decides to say, you look good today, sweetheart, that doesn't affect my well, life. Are you a fucking celebrity? Why the fuck are you public? What do you mean? Because you know that if they, they are trying to be celebrities. Yeah. That if they could, that's they would. it. But then oh, we want to talk on yeah. a fucking podcast. <laughs> but we all have private accounts. That's true. Although mine was That's public true. before we started oh. the podcast. <laughs> so was mine. <laughs> yeah, we're all fucking red flags here. I mean, yeah. Talk it, about a real judge of character, a real red flag test. Yep. What starter Pokemon did you choose in the original Pokemon? Oh, Squirtle. Squirtle. Did you choose Squirtle? Squirtle, yeah. yeah. Okay. Water. Oh, I like Squirtle. Water creatures. Yeah, I chose Charmander. Do you know what's really? funny? I feel like it's the biggest red flag if someone chooses Bulbasaur. Yeah, for That's sure. the kind of shit where it's like- Is Bulbasaur just objectively shitter or are they all equal? They, I think they're meant to be all equal, but you know, who likes a Bulbasaur? Did you pick Charmander because you like Charizard? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I picked big Squirtle, not because of Blastoise, because I knew I was never going to get there. But <laughs> I liked it just because it's like, ah, oh, fuck it. It's not like level 36. It's not that high. <laughs> That's pretty fucking high, man. No, but Squirtle was the cutest. And like, it's, sure. it's not even a multiplayer game. That was the part, like that was the thing that kicked me in the, in the dick about fucking Pokemon. There were no multiplayer games back then. Fucking RuneScape. That, that was wasn't right. the Pokemon, Pokemon time, bro. Pokemon was in the fucking 90s and shit. Yeah, but when we were playing it, I mean. I was playing when I was a kid. Yeah, same. Pre-RuneScape though. RuneScape was around since 1995. Fuck off. No, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. And then it got like RS2, the one that we know is like 2002. When did you start playing? Uh, probably when I was 11, 12. Ollie got me into it. Yeah, so, so I was playing- Pokemon So 08. 2006, yeah, 2007. That's 11, 12, 12, yeah, 12. 08, 08, 08, 09, yeah. 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 That was when it was like fucking sick. That was when it was popping, bro. That was when it was popping. King Ollie 3000. Shout out the boy. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, fucking hell. Boys, I want to tell you guys a bit of drama, which is fucking heating up in the internet space right now. Yeah. So I only found out about this recently, but apparently this has gone on. So Bobby Lee, who's a famous podcaster, comedian, he's been in a bunch of these fucking Seth Rogen videos and movies you love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cringe. He, uh, he has a girlfriend called Kalila. And Kalila does another podcast with uh, two other girls. I uh, forget one of them names, but one of them is called Annie Letterman, who I'm pretty sure is David Letterman's daughter. Oh, shit. They're like host, right? Yeah. So they're all comedians except Kalila, but they have this podcast. And Annie Letterman was talking about, there's this comedian who we all know he has got a girl. We've all met the girl. And he tried to walk me to his truck essentially to say, do you want to give me a blowjob? And Kalila said, that same thing happened to me. You know, New Year's Eve happened. I was with Bobby, with the family, and he full texted me saying like, oh, what are you doing tonight, right? And they were pointing fingers. At first you didn't know, but then everyone figured this out on the internet at a guy called Brendan Shaw from the Fighter and the Kid podcast. He's friends with Rogan, like all this shit, right? Oh, yeah. And he has had, a, you know, a girl, I don't know if it's his wife, with, but he's got two kids. They've been together for ages. And essentially people started doing the math and all of it lined up, right? Who, who are the people in the Fighter and the Kid? Uh, Brendan Shaw and Brian Callen. Brian Callen's the guy who got accused of, uh, I don't know if it's rape, but- Who's some, the one that Joe Rogan shot down? It was like- yeah, Brian Callen. Okay, so it's the other guy. Yeah, yeah the yeah, other guy. Yeah. Which right. one was the one on How I Met Your Mother? Brian Callen. Okay, right. So it's essentially this big UFC fighter guy who's come into like comedy and shit. And now to give context, he's hated on the internet. Yeah. 
Like, like you look at the fighter and kids subreddit and it's all just them talking absolute shit. Like <laughs> roasting this guy. And it's not like in a friendly roast. It's yeah. like, we dislike the fuck out of this guy. <laughs> and it, it's got, cause like, you know, he got a comedy special when he's only two years in and they say you need like seven years just to find your voice. So it was horrible. He'd recently released a special and I was like, all right, let me give it a chance. Let's try watch it. I got two minutes in and I said, this is ridiculous. <laughs> he's got like a serious speech impediment, which is hard when you're trying to land jokes. He like just completely mispronounces words. So it, it, you start thinking like, is this guy fucking stupid? Like what's going on? But he's a and UFC fighter. He, he used to be, okay. yeah, back in the day. But he's also doing physical comedy while standing at six foot four and like deadlifting, you know, 400 pounds. Jeez. So it just, you know, if you're Jim Carrey, a skinny tall guy, that makes sense. But if you're a big fucking UFC fighter and you're trying to do the same kind of like, look at me comedy, it's just not going to work, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And he goes on Flagrant 2, Schultz's podcast, and they essentially bring it up because Schultz's voice, they don't give a fuck. They'll like say, he was saying like, oh, we needed this guest host on this podcast I did. And one of the guys is like, oh, why didn't you ask fucking Kalila? <laughs> <You know, these laughs> he's essentially, everyone just no. starts dying and he gets so uncomfortable. Does he get defensive or what? Uh, you could tell, it, yeah, a little bit like that. Oh, so he essentially- uh, they're saying like, yeah, so tell us what happened. He's obviously trying to move the conversation, but with respect to the New York boys, they don't let you. They push him. They'll, they'll stay in the pocket. Jeez. You know what I mean? You ain't getting out of this through pure uncomfort or discomfort. Ooh. And he's like, oh, you know, it, it just it just, it, it just doesn't make sense. You know, and it's like, well, you're known as a pussy hound who's cheated on his wife a lot. Like it kind of does uh, make sense. It goes, fucked. it goes back and forth. And I see a video today with Bobby on the H3 podcast, right? With Ethan and Ela, and he's with Kalila and they were full saying, so on the podcast, when Brendan was on Flagrant 2, he was saying, look, I, I don't know what they're talking about. This wasn't, you know, this has been disproved. I had a long conversation with Kalila. You know, we sorted it all out, right? It seemed like it was squashed. And like, it obviously happened, but like everyone's fine with it. Mm -mm. Um, then on the H3 podcast, they're talking about how Brendan's accusing Bobby of like, creating this internet hate group that hates Brendan and shit and essentially threatening to sue saying we've got 500 pages of documents showing like your IP address is the one responsible for starting all this shit. And they're essentially threatening Bobby and it essentially all would have got swept under the rug and people would just thought Brendan's a bit of a bad husband or whatever. But now it's coming out that he's legit trying to censor people. They're threatening to go to Joe Rogan to like cut off his ties from the comedy world. Jeez. And Brendan on flagrant two. Does Joe saying, Rogan have the ability to do that? In today's day and age, he can make a career, yeah. I would say so. He can make a career, but I don't know if you're talking shit about someone is necessarily going to ruin their career. I don't like know if Joe Rogan like would do more. it, but I think if Joe Rogan was inclined, like if he was a very vindictive man, I think he has a lot of sway in today's society. Like if he started talking about how Bobby Lee is this like weird creep, I feel like Bobby would get a lot of hate. Yeah. Because Joe Rogan's fan base spreads very far. Yeah, right, it's crazy, hey? But how wild is that that like there's legit people like, you know, you got called out for trying to fuck with like- and be fair, Bobby Lee is like a comedian who's been in the game for ages and you're literally trying to fuck his girl <laughs> while you've got your own girl and shit like that. You get called out for it. And his response is to go in and just start fucking blackmailing with like all these documents saying, we'll release this. You're going to get fucked. Like you're never going to work again. And it's all going to blow up in Brendan's face because they kind of called the bluff and said like, look, we didn't do this. But now everyone knows that you think we did this. And I don't see how Brendan gets out of this looking good. Sheesh. Like. I mean, I don't know how he was planning on looking good at the end of it. Yeah. If you I, do something that looks bad, you're going to look bad. Yeah, but like, you know, when he's trying to blackmail, he's hoping let's sweep this all under the rug and yeah. you know, withdraw the allegations. But shit keeps oh. going, bro. I had no idea there was this much spice in the com comedian world. Neither did I, to be honest with you. I knew that everyone hated Brendan, but I thought that was just the, the comedy, like, fans. Yeah. Because he's just a not good a comedian. Is the comedy space way bigger than it now than it was in the 90s? So I feel like now everyone is like all the huge people, they're all comedians. Like Joe Rogan is a comedian. Ellen's now a fucking comedian. Uh, I mean, obviously Kevin Hart is like as big, is like way bigger than any comedian used to be in the, in the like 2005. Right. Like you had Russell mm. Brand and you showed Russell. Brand. Yeah. They're the brown guy. Oh, Russell Peters. Russell Peters. Like you had people like them, which some people had heard of. He but wasn't even, he wasn't even a big I've never star. heard of him. But I feel like there was no huge comedians and now there's so many of them. Like it's everywhere. I think comedy uh, podcasts, like, I think it's a lot of times easier to be funny in a podcast than when you're on stage. Yeah. So you look at Joe Rogan, if you watch his comedy special, it's fucking dog shit. He's not <laughs> a very good stand-up. He's, he's not a good comedian. He's like a good conversationalist though. Yeah, for sure. Very and, he, and he's built his podcast and, you know, he had the first market benefit and like had all these connections. So he built it really well. But like- you look at Bill Burr, Bill Burr is a far better comedian. Than, like Joe Rogan wouldn't be put in the top 10 of comedian lists, right? But I think back in the day, 
you had a lot of star power. You look at Chris Rock. He was massive selling out Madison Square Garden. You look at Eddie Murphy. Like, I think you definitely had bigger stand-ups back then, but now you've got more big stand-ups. So you've got all these people who can sell tickets because of fucking uh, podcasting and shit. So people can hear them for hours a day and they're like, fuck it, I'll support this guy. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, you know, you had to get on a movie or you had to become this fucking sensation. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to make any money. Really. That for makes sure. a lot of sense. For sure. What's cooked is there's a lot of people, especially in New York, who are like in the comedy scene, like some of the greatest comedians of all time, but they make no money or like barely sell uh, a decent amount of tickets because they decided, nah, fuck this podcasting shit. I'm not going to do that. And it's just very hard to grow from just doing sets in New York City. It's like Dave Attell is considered by comedians to be one of the greatest comedians, but he's nowhere near as famous as Kevin Hart, who's not considered to be the greatest comedian of all time. That's, that's where marketing comes in, bro. Exactly. Yeah. It's not about how good you are. It's about how good people think you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if nobody knows who you are, then you may as well not be good. Sounds like a bit crazy. of a of PR too. Bro, for sure. For sure. Anyway, boys, thanks for tuning into this podcast. Thanks, boys. Uh, episode 59. Make sure to check out uh, Puppy This if you want a, a phone case. Link down below. Uh, give us some videos, video idea suggestions so we can get popping on that one. Leave uh, some five-star reviews. 